Shalom and good morning, everyone. I'm so glad to be here with you on this second day of the week. I am Lee with Fiery Faith Ministries, and this is Morning Manna. I pray everyone had a wonderful Shabbat, that you were rested in all the ways you needed to be, that you spent time with the Father and in prayer and in conversation with Him and in fellowship. If you could do that in person, that's wonderful. If not, I pray you had a good fellowship online, virtually. I just praise y'all for the ability to do that because um, we are in a time where it's difficult to have those in-person fellowships. Uh, there is a, a great falling away that's happened and happening, and we are even more set apart uh, from being set apart, and a lot of that even sets us apart from each other. So I'm just praying we can all come together in unity and love and lift each other up through any avenue that we have right now and pray y'all for this one. So I'd like to say good morning to the family here. We've got Betty and Wirewool. Shalom. So happy to see you both. My husband, James, just getting on break, getting that second cup, cup of coffee. I can't do two, but I'm working on my first. I make it last for a very long time. Good morning, Judy. So glad to see you this morning. And Andrea's sister, Shalom. And so great to see you. And hugs to everyone. Um, I wish that we were all able to greet each other uh, with hugs. Um, but virtually, we can do that through our words here and through fellowship time that we spend together. And how blessed are we to have that? I feel like y'all knew we would need this. We would need each other. And he gave us this ability to be able to, to study together, to pray together, to lift each other up. And that is so important. I'm so thankful for the prayer team that we have at our in our Fiery Faith Telegram rooms uh, groups. James, maybe you can add in the, the Telegram link and that'll get you into the main group. And then we can add you into prayer group if you'd like. But our prayer team is available seven days a week, 24-7 to pray for any and all needs. And they're praying for the for the called out assemblies everywhere. It's not just for those that are in our group. All of us are in the same group. We are all part of the body of Yahushua. And it doesn't matter if some are in this telegram group or that telegram group or all the telegram groups. We are united in the body of Yahushua HaMashiach. And we should be praying for and lifting each other wherever we are at, whatever group we are in the one thing we have in common is that we are all together in the body of Yahusha. You know, one thing I was thinking about this weekend quite a bit, there's different scriptures that we cover, different things James and I discuss, and that gets discussed in other groups as well. But one of it is that we all say we have to trust and have faith in Yahweh. We all say that. But do we really understand what that entails? Sometimes I don't think I've truly understood it. it is, is it some kind of mouth service that we just say? Everyone else is saying it. Is it something we say because it is what we are expected to say or think as believers? I think in my times growing up in the church and, and going, we were always 
there on Wednesday night. We were always there on Sunday. We had Sunday school. We had special Bible studies uh, various times through the week. Um, there was even two years of my life where I was a church secretary in a First Baptist church. So I was there every day. But I don't think even in all those times that I have always understood completely what it is when we say those things. I've had great examples, though, of that trust and faith. You know, I know I've shared it before, but it's a story that resonates through my body. And, and I pray when I talk about it, that it helps others that may be new on this walk, new to the even being a believer at all or new on the narrow path to understand a different layer to what trust and faith can actually mean. So my brother had a horrific car wreck when he was 16 and he was severely damaged and physically and um, he was without brain activity and in a coma for many, many weeks. I know six weeks total he was in the coma and the last week they were saying he had no brain function at all. And they would come in and do all these scans and run metal nail files up the bottom of his feet to check for reflexes. It was absolutely the most stressful um, time I think I've ever watched. And I watched my mother exhibit without question the most extreme levels of trust in Yahweh that I've ever seen in my life, literally squaring off, putting her little five foot one body between my brother's bed and the neurologist who were coming in and wanting my mother to let him go, to turn off the machines and let him go. They were saying, you know, he's gone. And mom was saying, this is not his time. Yahweh had told her it was not his time and be patient. There were things he was doing, working this miracle that took time. And he was telling her it was not time. So she <laughs> exhibited this, this most extreme, there, or there was no extreme emotion in her. She wasn't crying. She wasn't overly um, despondent. She was very as matter of fact about her convictions and that Yahweh was not done with my brother. She had very clear, concise conversation devoid of any kind of breakdown so that they understood how serious she was. And it wasn't just serious. She was strengthened by this, this belief. She had had this conversation with the father and believed 100% this is not his time. In my opinion, that was formed as a 12-year-old bystander watching every single thing that happened. I watched my mother. I watched her like a hawk. And what I saw was that my mother's trust of Yahweh is what moved Yahweh to wake my brother from his sleep. If she had not trusted him completely, that test that she went through, that time that she had to be patient and stand her ground could have had a different outcome. If she'd have let them turn him off before it was his time, I really feel like he, he would have passed. Shalom, Sherry. So glad you're here this morning, sister. So those memories are seared into my mind. And that was the moment I realized that Yahweh was real and that he sees 
and hears all things. Every word we pray, everything we see, everything that we go through, he's right there. And he never left her. And her trust and faith was, I could literally, I can look back now and see my mother armored up. She was completely armored up, all five foot one of her, 95 pounds soaking wet, squaring off between these neurologists. Between She stood at the foot of his bed, stopping them where they were at in complete calmness. There was a calmness in her that just, wow. And I'll never forget it. I was 12 years old. I can see the whole scene in my head again. And lately... Lately, I find myself thinking about how important it is not only for us to trust Yahweh completely with every part of our life, regardless of whether we get that outcome we want or not, but does Yahweh have the ability to trust us? We speak so much about having to trust Him. Are we living a life that makes our Father believe and trust that we are doing what we claim that we are, that we are living and being those people that we want others to believe that we are? I realize, like I say, and all of us say, He knows and sees all, and He is aware of what decisions we will make. However, there is free will. There is free will. I think that at any given moment, we can change whatever outcome by changing our actions, our words, or our thoughts. By going in to this conversation and prayer with the Father and then exhibiting that we are we are armored up and we get it. It's going to take a minute and we can persevere and we will hold it together and we will have faith and we will not crumble. And that's what my mother taught me through her actions. She, I mean, she was in prayer constantly. There wasn't a minute that she wasn't by his side praying and touching and praying over each broken. And there were many broken parts. Trust me, it, he was broken from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And that was his wake up call. He was on a wrong path. He was headed down the wrong path, a hundred plus miles an hour when that oak tree jumped in his way that Yahweh put there and praise Yah that he did. So many of our decisions are formulated from our emotions, our thoughts, or our perceptions. These are all things that are of our flesh. We say, I trust Yahweh completely. But then we question, doubt, or find ourselves trying to figure out things on our own. I've done it. You know, I've been in many trials in my life. I'll never forget being a nursing student in my 30s with with four children and how am I going to do this how are we going to eat I can't work full-time and go to school full-time I have to study there was so much to absorb and learn it was so hard I did for quite a while work nights and go to school during the day which left no time for sleep um, but I had faith and he always provided. He was always so good to provide for us. You know, sometimes we have to just say, Yahweh, I give this to you to handle. Can we then let him handle it? Can we then let it go and not get in his way? And that's the thing I have to tell myself a lot is when you, you've given it up to him, let it go and then get out of his way. He's going to take care of it. It is going to be in his time, but he's going to take care of it.
I struggle with this often, even after looking back and seeing all these times he's carried me and my family through. It's so easy, though, to let our let our struggles, let our flesh make us doubt. And that's that's the enemy. Yahweh tests us often to see what our choices will be in our free will. It's just a fact. Will we be trustworthy in our faith and calling or will we make fleshly decisions? It's just like the saying, we have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. When push comes to shove, it's hard to do. Often when things get hard or there is opposition, we back away to protect ourselves instead of trust the father to protect us or also trust him if he doesn't protect us from something. You know, my mom's trust was instrumental, I believe, in saving my brother and and his rehabilitation to where he is now, a walking miracle that he's even able to do anything. But he's just, if you saw him, just as normal as you and me and the things that I know that she went through with him to drag him, (laughs) kicking and screaming most days back to where he is now. But, you know, my mother's in that trust, what he did for Yahweh or what Yahweh did for her through her trust. He was not able to save her physical body from cancer. She still had the same trust and faith. But she explained to me that sometimes he has to take us to heal us. That's just the facts of it. He is the Yah that gives and takes away. She walked into her death, trusting him and his decision completely. May we all have that. Yahweh tested Yosef's character. Yosef trusted Yah from the shackles. How many of us have those on? And he proved he was trustworthy to be true to Yahweh. In Psalms 105, 17 through 20, he sent a man before them, even Yosef, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. He was a prisoner until the time that his word came. The word of Yahweh tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He had to go through that trying time. He was being proved trustworthy by Yahweh. That's what we don't often remember is these trials are not just proving we can trust him, but it's proving he can trust us. Yahweh tested Avraham's faith. And when Avraham could trust Yah, and if Yahweh could trust him, whether Avraham could trust Yah, and if Yah could trust him, the most ultimate trust test I think there was on both parts. In Genesis 22, 1 and 2, and it came to pass after these things that Elohim did try Avraham. And he said unto him, Avraham. And he said, behold, here I am. And he said, take now your son, your Yahid, Yitzhak, whom you love, and get you into the land of Moriah and offer him there as an ascending smoke offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you of. Well, we know how this story ended up, right? At the moment he was fixing to sacrifice Yitzhak, he was stopped. 
And it was a complete and total reflection of the father, our father Yahweh, giving his Yahid, giving Yahusha HaMashiach to be that sacrifice for us and the propitiation of our sins. Hallelujah. Being trust, being proved to trust him and him to trust us can be very scary and painful. But we see here by Avraham, he had just a complete trust in the father that this is his will and I'm going to do it. Well, let's see if I can get this. To, there we go. Job. We all know Job. This is who I go to and who I have gone to as I was realizing I was missing a lot in churchianity, in Christianity, that I wasn't giving all of myself, that actually I wasn't really giving much of anything. What was I doing that was showing any of my obedience? Job is one of the one of the books that brought me back, that made me understand the importance of this narrow path of Torah, of the word of Yahweh. Job was tested because, because Yahweh trusted him. That happens. And here we see the perfect example that he was also proved trustworthy. In Job 23, 6 through 12, Will he plead against me with his great power? No, but he would put strength in me. There the righteous might dispute with him. So should I be delivered forever from my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there and backward, but I cannot perceive him on the left hand where he works, but I cannot behold him. He hides himself on the right hand that I cannot see him, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot has held his steps. His way have I guarded and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. More than worrying about satisfying his physical body through his belly. He was more into the word of Yahweh, the commandments of Yahweh, even when we can't perceive him on the left or the right, he is guiding our footsteps. Times can be hard, but they're a proving ground of our trust and his trust in us. Both equally important. In fact, I would say him being able to trust us might be more important than our ability to trust him. Just going to look here. Thank you, Wirewolf. It is an amazing testimony. Someday I may write the whole thing down, but, you know, it was my mama's unyielding faith, most definitely. She all five foot whatever. Let me tell you, she was armored up from head to toe. And Andrea, our actions speak louder than our words many times. Our light is shining or it is not. And there have been many times my light has definitely not been shining because I was untrustworthy at that moment. Yahweh is our ever-present health and strength. Amen, Judy. And we need not ever forget that even when we 
make mistakes or trip or fall or falter. He's got us. And my husband says, so then faith comes by healing and hearing by the word of Elohim. Amen. Hearing and hearing by the word, not healing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Elohim. And I love this. Some say, be careful what you ask for. But I say, no, our Abba is a good father and will not try us beyond our ability to stand. I agree with that. And the, although sometimes it it may be as close to beyond our ability to stand because in our weakness, he is strong. And I believe that is why he will not try us beyond our ability to stand because he is what makes us able to stand. Yahweh tested the hearts of the entire nation of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness to see if he could trust them to obey his commands. Ugh, and we know what happened. Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 3. All the commandments which I command you this day shall ye guard to do ye may live that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which Yahweh swore seven oaths unto your fathers. And you shall remember all the way which Yahweh Eloheka led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you to know what was in your heart, whether you would guard his commandments or no. And he humbled you and he suffered you to hunger and fed you with the manna, which you knew not. Neither did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone only, but by every word that proceeds. Out of the mouth of Yahweh, man lives. He lets us be hungry at times so that we seek him to be fed by his living word, by the bread of Yahusha, by the living water that quenches us when we are just parched down to just dry bones. We know that we have that salvation of that living water that will quench those dry bones and pull them back together. We are not dead in those dry bones. We are brought back together in life with Yahusha HaMashiach and praise Yah for him because he's got us on all sides. So we know that testing of those 40 years in the wilderness, they did fall away. And they're falling away now. We see our Messiah, Yahushua, was tested and found trustworthy 40 days in the wilderness, being tempted by Hasatan the same ways we are today. He went through all of the same. In Matthew 4, 1 through 6, Then was Yahushua led up of the Ruach into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you be the son of Elohim, command that these stones may be bread, may be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yahweh. He is saying those words we just read in Deuteronomy, the words right from the Father. This is his weapon against the devil in his most extreme time of hunger. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if you be the son of Elohim, 
cast yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning you and in their hands they shall bear you up. Lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. He's testing him. Continuing Matthew 4, 7 through 11. Yahushua said unto him, it is written again, you shall not tempt Yahweh Eloheka. He is using Yahweh's words, Yahweh's scripture as his weapon. Again, the devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, all these things will I give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Yahushua said unto him, get you hence, Satan, for it is written, you shall not worship Yahweh. For it is written, you shall worship Yahweh Eloheka, and him only shall you serve. That's it. He is our only Elohim. Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and ministered unto him. The devil couldn't continue. Once he said, get ye hence, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship Yahweh Elohim, and him only shall you serve. He had no power against Yahweh. And that is the lesson that we should be learning and taking with us every single day. We have these same words to evoke ourselves when we feel ourselves being tried, being proved, being pushed to the limit of we're starving, we're thirsty, we're these horrible feeling, all of these human emotions and depleted we can use the words of our Father to strengthen us in that battle. Prayer, worship. If you find yourself in the wilderness of temptations of this world, prove yourself trustworthy to rely on Yahweh. Speak the word of Yahweh to the hissing whispers of Hasatan when he tries to manipulate you to back, backslide, to run, to be silent, to be unforgiving, to act in any way in your flesh. Stand, stand in the faith of Yahweh Sabaoth, who gives and takes away, and trust him completely without question or hesitation, regardless of what his decision is, for he is good and righteous in all ways, even in ways we can't even comprehend. <laughs> Our brains can't have that kind of knowledge in this flesh. We are limited to what our experiences are in this flesh as far as our understanding. So we have to trust that the Father that is beyond our time and space that created all of the things, He is not in any kind of box. He can do anything and things that we don't even know about. <laughs> there are things going on, things that are everywhere that we, we can't even see or know. So the best that we can do is trust Him. Trust him when he's delivering us and trusting us when we're still waiting for that deliverance. He will do it. We are being proved. We are being tested. And the trust goes both ways. He has to be able to trust us just as much as we need to have trust in him. And I pray that's been a good message for you guys today. It's something that he's really, I think as we go through this season, we're going to be pulling back layers to ourselves and to each other that's going to help us in these dark times that are coming because we think it's dark now. It is nothing compared to what is coming. 
And we have to be able to strengthen each other in these gatherings and together in this fellowship as much as we can, because there's coming a time when we are going to truly be set apart in every way. Um, tonight, or not tonight, I'm sorry, tomorrow night, we are going to have a very special um, Torah testimony. Dr. Stephen Pigeon has recorded his Torah testimony, and we will be airing it at 7 o'clock Eastern tomorrow night. And I assure you, it is going to be something that you're not going to want to miss. I pray that these testimonies, when they, when we put them out, that they're reaching the four corners, that the, the people out there that are needing to hear them, get them. So if you would, please like, subscribe, and share, and help us get the message out um, for what we're doing here in Yah's ministry in all of the called out assemblies that are out there. All of us that are coming on here and doing word of mouth on the street even, every one of us have a job to do in the ministry of Yah. And it is to reach the four corners and it is to reach as many as we can. Yahweh doesn't want to doesn't want to lose one of us, not one of us. He loves each of us the same. So I'm very excited. I will be sharing the links for Dr. Uh, Stephen Pigeon's Torah testimony. If you have a prayer, please send us an email. All emails come in. We have a prayer team that prays over each one and every day. And we keep you on our list until we hear back. If you have a praise report, email us about that. If you have any questions for any of us, for James, for myself, for any show ideas, you can email us at shalom at firefaithministries.com. We love the emails and encouragement that come in, the words, the prayers, the scripture that is shared, uh, the comments, all of it, it helps. It's iron sharpening iron. And I feel blessed that the Father has put each and every one of you in our lives and given us the ability to be able to share our walk together. So I pray that your day is full of shalom. We love you and we'll catch you later. <music>